0: It's Fab here, founder and head teacher at Old Marketing School and your marketing BFF. And today I want to invite you to the place where marketing rebels go to master the craft. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our marketing rebels, self paced course library, and student community. Imagine this the ultimate library of courses, tactics, and templates or marketers looking to use their superpowers for good. So if you are ready to access our short courses, a supportive community of marketing rebels, your personal cheerleading squad, then you gotta go and check our library out. Yes, think about us as your marketing BFFs sharing incredible weekly tactics tools, resources, and even prompts and trends to make sure that you always have fresh content coming out. Plus, we also have marketing sprints, hot seats, and office hours to support you as well in the journey. If it sounds like a good party, I guess it is. So all you have to do is make sure that you join us and you can do it in just two clicks. You just go to School dot click slash library i repeat am school dot click slash library to find out more about how to join us right now i will be waiting for you on the inside now on with today's episode welcome to alt marketing school we are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers just like yourself We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. Fab here this week, talking about preventing the growing pains of a social media team. Indeed, this week, we're gonna discuss how to scale social media efforts with the team. My name is Fab and I'm your teacher and the founder of Alt Marketing School. However, today, I am not alone. Indeed, I'm gonna be joined by the lovely Miruna Dragome. She is the head of marketing at Planable, a content collaboration platform for social media teams. With her, we'll discuss how to prevent growing pains from growing your team, as well as auditing the efforts and the systems that you are going through. We'll also talk about Social Team 100, which is a very cool project by They're overviewed and outlined what are some of the best social media teams out there that really shone and even grew in 2020. I love this episode because as a marketer myself, I could 110% relate with what Miruna was talking about. I really hope you're enjoying this and as always, let me know your thoughts at Alt Marketing School on social media. Even better, I hope you have started to enjoy our very special weekly Monday episodes. As you might have noticed, from now on, our other episodes are going to be out on Thursday, whereas the episodes on Monday are going to be more about social media news roundup with fellow Old Marketing School teacher, Rebecca Holloway. Anyways, I don't want to ramble. Let's get started with this thing. All I can say is... Thank you so much for being with us once again, and may the class begin. We are back. We're back with Alt Marketing School, and I'm very excited to have Miruna here with me today. Hello. Hi. Hi. We were actually uh, bonding on how beautiful it is to pronounce people the right way and right spelling. So that was a,
1: a good one minute and a half. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Excited
0: to to chat. Very excited to chat as well. And we are gonna chat about my favorite thing about marketing, which is social media. So that already makes me quite happy. And even more so, we're gonna talk about teams and actually scalability and reviewing progress which i think is so important as well when it comes to a team so just just as a mini introduction we already gave the full spiel but if you want to tell us kind of like who you are and obviously what plannable is but also your role and everything that will be an amazing way to kick off
1: yeah so i am as you said very very correctly miruna (laughs) I am currently the head of marketing at Planable, and uh, we're a social media collaboration platform. Uh, and my role here, you know, it's uh, it's very uh, common as a head of marketing at a startup, uh, which means that it's a very hybrid role. I do work with an amazing team, but you know, marketing at a startup is all about whatever is needed. So I I juggle between conversion uh, optimization in general between email marketing, uh, performance, and a lot of analytics, that's kind of the place where I feel most comfortable. Data is my therapeutic process. Oh, I never heard anybody calling it a therapeutic process. I'm enjoying
0: that. (laughs) That is actually a good... You say, usually say like, I'm a I'm a, geek, I'm a nerd, so I kind of like data. But for me, it's more the tingling of excitement. I like the idea of using it as a
1: sort of like a, a meditative state instead. I'm enjoying that. Yes, yes. I think it's one of those processes that just it fills me with joy. And it's a really weird thing to say. I mean, people see me, uh, I mean, People within the office already know me, so when they have, when we have, do some sort of research, or we have some sort of big uh, chunks of data that we need to really navigate, I'm the person for that. And it's not only because uh, you know it's no one else really likes it that much. They 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 like how my eyes start to sparkle when I open spreadsheets. <laughs> it's like this woman knows you know what and I
0: love what you mentioned us there that like the element the reminded that for most startups and I think most businesses this day you know even as a head of marketing you will wear different hats and you will have to be able to you know control different things and oversee different things and obviously it kind of goes really well hand in hand with what the whole product of Planable is as well and what I found really interesting was on the back of obviously what you guys do is your social 100 list. And because it looks at obviously social media, not just as, a, as an individual, but it also looks as at the social teams that actually have been able to grow in 2020, which was nevertheless a very 2020 year, if we can say so. So, you know, already despite the odds being able to grow their company, but also understanding how to grow and evolve your team and your marketing processes especially last year, I think has been very, very interesting process itself. So I wanted to ask you on the back of the list and what you guys have been doing for it. Obviously, it's quite a big list. It's 100 people. So but was there any company or any result, again, going back to data, anything that you guys found out that you found really interesting, or that really stuck with you when you were doing that research
1: and kind of pulling the list? Uh, Yeah, I think, One interesting, maybe expected, but still interesting aspect is the fact that almost 30% of all hires were in tech. And I do kind of uh, make the categorization of tech. I I include their IT and uh, software, computer software, and information and technology, whatever the LinkedIn categories and industries are, but they're all related to tech. And 30% feels like a very, very big chunk of that. Now, the second aspect in industries as well is the fact that marketing and advertising services were also took about, I think, 8% of all the hires. And considering that, uh, that mainly includes agencies. So considering that agencies are, you know, a small part of all the businesses out there, that feels like like a large percentage. And I think another interesting fact has been you know, the, the titles and the, the seniority that we found, we also looked at how, how much experience people had that, that out of those that, the, that were hired. And it was an average of five years, 5.6 years, which is a pretty impressive uh, experience as an average in general. It was also, I mean, you know, it includes obviously any job titles that people had in the past. So it doesn't necessarily mean the experience they had in the marketing industry per se, but still it's, you know, the, the average seniority of interns, I think was about three years, which felt like a lot. So um, either, you know, the, (laughs) the standards are kind of higher or it's just a, a general fact. And
0: I love what you mentioned there as well, and I find it really interesting too. I've seen that shift of some of the things you mentioned I could have expected. What I was kind of expecting, but I wasn't, was when you mentioned about the advertising side of things and the advertising roles. Because I think there was that expectation that, especially in a year like last year, a lot of people wouldn't want to invest Time and money, not just obviously on the roles themselves, but then also on the activation. Because obviously, if you have an advertising team or an agency, you kind of want them to do something with it, and that requires an additional budget. So it's really, I think, also promising and positive that you know teams actually have been wanting to invest in different people and people also with experience and overall in marketing. We had a great episode uh, about uh, marketing ROI and actually evaluating ROI, and I think. I agree with actually Bill, who was chatting to chat into the guest. It's so hard sometimes to convince people with, you know, the metrics, because sometimes the metrics can be, you know, very volatile and it's not our fault. So when it comes to social media, social media teams, I think, have have the work cut out for them sometimes when it goes to go back to the rest of the team and saying, you know, this is how much time we've spent on some of these areas There's a reason for it, even if you cannot see it yet. So I was kind of wondering on the back of that, because that's a big conversation. So there must be some areas that take up a lot of time when it comes to social media, even with teams. Can you
1: outline some of them for us? Yes, I think the surprising part about this is that um, it takes a lot of time, the actual communication and the planning of it all. So I think this can be, it's, it's not a very intuitive fact because you see a post out there and you think, huh, someone had a creative idea. And the reality is that it most often included tens of people that were involved in that one post. And it, it usually involves a lot of stakeholders from the marketing side, but also from many other parts. I mean, legal is sometimes involved if, if you work in an industry that's more uh, strict on regulations or it can be HR, it can be PR, brand, really a lot of stakeholders within the company or outside the company. And I think it's it's, it's often... A lot of people, when they hear about these, so many stakeholders being involved, they kind of get scared about what that could mean, or they uh, simply think that you know, oh, that's that's corporate, that's uh, bureaucratic. It's a they're very lengthy processes that uh, it's not our case and will never be our case. And I think you know that's one of the um, the myths that are in the in our in our industry and in our lives as marketers. Because I personally believe that the more brains involved in these processes, the better. Because HR should be involved in social media because they do have their own content, right? They have employer branding that should be on your pages, and they do know best what the lives of employees are, and they should kind of contribute with their own ideas. Uh, sometimes legal should be involved because you don't want to, you know, make a hu- huge boo boo on a post because you thought it was funny. Um, and I think it's really our reaction to this has been a bit misdirected because it's it's been a bit about. Keeping the room as as narrow as possible and keeping the group as a compound of as few people as possible, which I don't think is like, I don't think it leads to the best results. I think you should invite as many people in the room. And yes, of course, the ownership should be clear. The social media manager or the owner of the brand should be the last one to decide. But in terms of a safe input, innocent input, it should be an open conversation. But I started this by saying that, you know, collaboration takes the, the most time. And yeah, it, that's kind of the, that's why we run from, from so many people being involved because we're currently, I mean, a lot of teams do it via emails and documents and spreadsheets and Excels. And that is, I mean, Excels and spreadsheets are not a place to collaborate with uh, 20 plus people. I agree. And
0: actually, that goes to the next point. So as you say, with all the different elements and all the different tools that you can use, and all the different ways that you can communicate, and I cannot stress this enough. Again, I, on, aside of other things that I've been doing, I wrote a book called Reclaim Your Time Off, which is coming out probably at the time that people are listening to this. So check it out, guys. But aside, it really taught me a lot when I did the research for the book, it taught me so much about You know, the things that we don't think about when it comes to where our time goes. And what I learned is that meetings and communication in general, when it comes to work, can be such a sucker. And I think it's because right now we're working remotely, 90% of us, and there are so many avenues to communicate with your team, with your clients, with fellow members, with anybody, and even with your audience. And you have to keep track of all of them. So I want to reiterate that because to me, communication can be really a bottomless pit and optimization works really well for social but it should also work for your systems and for the way that you work and on that point I wanted to ask you so as a social media team so just this as a team itself how can you best audit your processes and what you are actually doing and carrying out
1: yeah so I think it's the process should start by first drawing the ideal process starting with the you know from scratch, if we were to start a new company today and have an entirely new team, how would that process look like, reasonably and logically? And you will start to define these stages that already kind of naturally occur, right? The drafting, the brainstorming stage, the curation of the content, the research phase, then you have the actual planning and creating posts stage, then you start sharing with the team and you start involving several people, including the designer maybe that contributes with the visual assets. Then you kind of take it through the last uh, stages of tweaking the post, um, adding the hashtags, tweaking it for each platform and so on and so forth. And then you actually give it to the um, last stakeholders that need to review it, You know, the last uh, line of approval. And then you actually schedule it. So when you have this process in front of you, I think with it, you should start to uh, really draw the who's and the where's of each of the stages, who is involved and what their roles are and where does that collaboration take place. And if it's multiple uh, environments, you can just pin down multiple environments. It, It can be, you know, Zoom meetings, phone calls, WhatsApp, email spreadsheets, whatever they happen, but they should all be there. And when you have all of these, you should start thinking about what is redundant and where the time is wasted. And for this stage, I always recommend actually tracking your time simply, you know, using a tool. There are so many, (laughs) there are so many out there. I know, you know, tracking, I'm always kind of a bit wary of saying tracking your time because people sometimes run from it because it may feel controlling. But I think you can do it even for a small part a small period of time, like a month or two months to just see exactly and then see where that time goes, because, you know, you've got five minutes there, five minutes there, five minutes in a room, five minutes in a chat, and it all adds up. By the way,
0: you you missed guys, my dancing, but there was some dancing <laughs> there, kind of like Miruna was so shocked by the dancing that she couldn't stop but laughing in joy <laughs> from the beauty of, well, like, as you said, most people yeah. run away from tracking. I am all for time tracking. Now, that said, guys, it doesn't mean that now you're going to force your team to track how much it takes them to do an email every day, but bringing that awareness at least once, especially when you're reviewing your processes, I think can be a big thing because that's part of the communication system, which I wanted to go back to briefly. You know, if you don't know how long it's going to take you as an individual, let's say to schedule something or to create an asset, then people have expectations. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to marketing, where in a way there's so many different things that you could be doing. There's so many different elements that you can be taking off. So by knowing that a member of your team actually takes about you know, an hour to get to work on the content calendar, then you have you know what expectations to set because we're all different. I could make this in 10 minutes. And so I expect everybody to be able to do it in the same timeframe. And I think it's really important because if you can start with a smaller team, you know, start that process of understanding and reviewing, then when the team grows, you already have some good habits and you're setting up already like the system, how it's going to work. Because that was going to be my next question, actually. What happens when teams grow? Because it will happen. Obviously, the social teams that you guys covered can be massive. Like we've got Amazon there, so lol. So, you know, it's not necessarily the startup. So, I think it's, it's really important to remember like we're setting up some good examples, but,
1: you know, what happens when the teams grow and how can we keep those good practices then as well? Yeah, I think part of, the, I mean, the growing pains as uh, as they're talked of in, in the industry are real and they're very, they will always happen. I think it's impossible to get it right from the start. And it's simply, it's not feasible to have a process that works for two people uh, be the exact same one that works for 20 people. I think it's, you know, it's important to set the scene right from the start and then try to I mean talk about it at least and audit it every once in a while. We do this internally too so we're now a team of five people and the marketing team uh, alone. So every uh, three months and when we do the quarterly planning we have a slot especially kept for team workshop. Team workshop means that we just go in there we rant about our problems we vent about whatever annoyed us when a colleague uh, texted us and it wasn't, Clear or whatever and then we start brainstorming about how we could make each other's lives easier we talk about the meetings we talk about the planning we talk about the calendars the content how we do each of those things and we simply adjust one member two members three new members join the team okay let's see We leave about three months for them to settle in and then we talk about it. Okay, how has it been so far? What has changed, what hasn't, what has to be adapted. It's really important to tweak along the way. I love that. I love the
0: idea of a little workshop. Again, that's the funny thing. I'm like, yeah, like optimization. Obviously, not doing things that are not supposed to happen, you know, not filling your time with things, but I think, you know, when you make them on an appointment and you make sure that they don't happen, maybe every week, I think is that sweet spot. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just from my team. I run two companies. So I've got smaller, bigger teams, but still quite small And I find that I had to understand what works best because for us, for example, actually checking in, like, you know, my team members work maybe one or two days a week. So it's kind of good for me to check on them weekly, just kind of like updating on what's going on because the week has passed. But, you know, if you're a bigger team and you are doing things every day together, then maybe, you know, talking every single week about what's going on can actually be redundant. And I think there are some old beliefs about what communication should be and how we can keep track of progress but actually adapting it to what is best means that then you can set your right timeline as you say the the right amount of time between workshops and actually have one chance to talk about everything have enough time to implement it before you go back because otherwise what happens is you know you can't expect changes to happen in a week anyway so I really love that idea and I think it kind of reminds us almost that you know with collaboration collaboration is something that everybody can do in a way, but there's something to be said about collaborating in the right way or collaborating effectively and positively and not doing it so much. So this is why I wanted to ask you why it's so important for especially marketing and social teams to collaborate and to focus on the element of collaboration and doing things together. What are the benefits of that on like, you know, tangible level?
1: I think the first is what I started with, you know, the more brains, the better. So it's kind of, it's important to have a framework that's ready for brainstorming, that's designed that way. Because, you know, that kind of very uh, zen idea of ideas just come to you whenever you're showering. I mean, I think that's great, (laughs) congrats. But so many other ideas could come up if you have a dedicated uh, workflow that allows for ideas and input all across, across all the stages. I think that's one thing. The second thing is to kind of prevent the frustration that can come and that can appear in your team. Because, you know, marketers don't really choose or social media teams, social media people don't choose this job in particular in order to uh, play around with spreadsheets all the time. It's really not their (laughs) passion. That's not what they got into it. So I think, you know, it's it's it can be really frustrating if you don't have the proper framework, the proper place to work together. And you know, it's it's really about making room and this whole process of auditing time, it's about making room for them, for your team and for yourself to do what you do best. And that is probably, you know, coming up with creative ideas, with uh, keeping the strategy of your social media content, being updated with all the new trends that come up. And all of that takes time. And the best way to save that time and to give them back that time is to eliminate the parts where they don't shine, the manual parts, the tedious ones, the hunting documents across emails part. Trust me, I've had that myself. So happy. I
0: know that I just, I've just i I've been there. And I think it's one of those things as well. When I work with a company, on, it depends. Obviously, if I'm working on strategies, different. But I will be honest, every time I'm consulting, especially with a small team, I talk about the social strategy. You know, a lot of people want to know that. How can I grow my social media? How can I get my marketing better? But just to go back to your point, the amount of time that I go to a client, like smaller teams with three to five people, and I say, how do you guys communicate? How how is how does it how does the process flow internally? And then there's like the little people look at each other maybe on Zoom and they're like, er? It's like, well, does somebody know the answer? And then they start looking around and they hope for help and they wanna like press the button of like call my friend at home. And they can't do that because you forget that actually these things. You know, you have to think about them and you have to ask yourself, are the systems working the right way? Is John over there doing, um, you know, is, is putting their time in the best place? Is, is Martha down finding what she needs in the easiest way to make to make sure that she can fulfill her jobs? So I think it's very important to remember that. And I love that you mentioned it because we assume that we know how to run our teams and how to make things effective, because as you said, growth is important, but it also comes with growth pains, right? And I love that you mentioned that because I think it's a great reminder that we don't have to take that for granted. You know, everybody wants to grow their social media. Everybody wants to create better content and get more email leads, but you won't be able to do that if you are struggling because you're wasting time and effort and energy on systems that are not working. First of all, internally, you need to be running well, need to have the right tools and the right systems. And then everything will be easier. That's how, at least how I see it. That's kind of my, my little pet peeve.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think it helps with, again with the creativity part, which is one of those things that you want it to flow naturally, but it, it and it can But it will be more effective if you have a place for it, because when you I mean, Think about it when when you come up with the best ideas. I get come up with the best ideas when I just dedicate my time from it. I set a block, a slot of time into my calendar. I go into a room alone and I start thinking about ideas. I need to direct my brain there. It's uh, or otherwise it's not going to be as efficient. And there's also, you know, the, the flex, the controlled flexibility, because um, one of the things that, you know, social media teams are very, keen on is to be real time and authentic and their reactions and in their content and that can be it can come you know in a split second but a controlled flexibility allows for that to happen at any point in time and by controlled flexibility i mean to have just simply some rules in place let's say i don't know we normally with our weekly content calendar go through four levels of approval we want our team manager we want our brand manager and our whoever our client to approve the content these three people but if it's a real-time reaction and if it's uh, 10 uh, pm at uh, on a friday then we, have, we need to have an asterisk during, uh, in those playbooks. What should I do then? I'm a social media manager. Something huge just happened, and I have an amazing idea. Who should I talk with? And sort of have this shortcut um, needed to, for you to be real time. But that has to be in place, because otherwise, the social media manager pr- will probably get that idea and forget about it three seconds later, because they'll think, okay, this is going to be too complicated. I'll just have my cocktail.
0: i love the idea of the cocktail then like "Eh, sorry guys not sorry little fly sunglasses and be like yeah but that's so important and i think it's again it goes back to some of the misconceptions that we have sometimes or the things that we underestimate because we don't think really about how do things happen you know things happen but how do they actually happen and i love again As we got productivity guinea pig, I love the idea of blocking time. It's what I do a lot as well. So I think, you know, it works with your process and most people can do that. By the way, I was going to say there is some science related to ideas in the shower because I know we mentioned it earlier. But then again, it is, you know, that's the thing. It's great, but also you will have more time to relax in the shower if you're not worried about, as you say, five stages of approval and how to get Alan to be faster actually figuring out what's going on. So it is really... I think communication is something that we have underestimated for a long time when it comes to how to make, you know, our marketing and social media better. is really how we communicate within our teams that, that makes a massive difference. I want to ask you just to close off before we just run it all up. Is there one, uh, I would say one industry advice or one industry tip or like, you know, some kind of misconception that you disagree with and what would that be?
1: I think one, let's say, uh, thing that I can, that kind of uh, comes to mind is the exponential hockey stick chase that we have going around growing until tomorrow, if it's possible, 100x if possible, again. And I think, you know, it's, it's great on one side, because it really pressures us to, to move fast and experiment. But I do think in a more realistic way, we have to remember that I, I, I absolutely love experiments, but they do take time. It's, you're not going to be able to test something and know by tomorrow if it works or not. It takes weeks or months to know what is the right lane for you and what is the one place where you can invest more money in.
0: And to add to that, because I love that I'm doing a little like, yes, it's kind of like a little yes queen going on. I mean, the moves that you can miss when you listen to a podcast are <laughs> is preposterous. But within the yes queen, I also wanted to say, however, I'm going to add an however, however, I love what you said. However, I don't think that is not the case just because once maybe you do invest in something and it works right away because it will happen. But that is the exception, not the rule. Again, there can be a hack that works. There can be a new platform or a new format that you use. And it might work for a month. It might work for a week. And then I think we start believing that it's like this. You know, you get your lucky chance and things will work straight away. But then the next time when you try the next format or the next platform and people are not responding or you're not getting followers, You think you are, you're doomed forever. No, it's just a reminder that most things will take time. And some, sometimes you have a lucky break, but most times you will need to put the months in. And I just wanted to say that because some people might be thinking, ah, but I've been having moments where I just got it right straight away. It happens, but it's the exception of the rule.
1: Yeah, totally. I think it's you know you need to find a balance between getting ex- getting excited too fast or getting upset too fast versus uh, waiting. You know you don't need to wait two years. Uh, I mean keep doing the same thing. You're doing it after two years? Huh? Is this working? I mean you should move faster than that. Just find the right balance between the two. And I love that. I agree. Now, if people want to
0: find out more about you guys, obviously links in the show notes. Will I have everything we need to know to kind of check things out? But just as a little reminder, where should people go?
1: Uh, yeah, to check out Planable, you can go to planable.io and see see how it works. You, we have a free trial, we have a free usage free plan for you to test it out. And me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, very easily with my full name. Amazing. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was
0: lovely to chat to you. Yeah, you too. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Head to to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.